Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Ears Up Year in Review for the year 2021. To highlight the last year, our hosts have diligently and dedicatedly dedicated catastrophically spent all of their time thinking about just one thing. These 12 categories you will hear tonight. A Herculean feat for sure, by which no listener should be intimidated by, for we are experts in the arena of formulating opinions on other people's hard work. So, dear listener, sit back, relax, and let us take you on a journey of this past year. A year of struggle. A year of strife. A year of... Wait, wait where'd the music go? Oh, okay. Uh, show starting, I guess, so uh, we'll see you later. It's time for the show that brings the magic right to your speakers. Ears up! Hey, what's going on, everybody? <laughs> wow. Welcome to the Ears Up Podcast Year in Review for 2021. Very excited I really to be like here. the music for the intro for this. I think that it should be the music to Harmonious. <laughs> it would be better than the ear bleed that they've got now. <laughs> you didn't like the music to that? It was wonderful. I, do like, the, I like the music to this. To oh, that. I see what you're saying. Th- that should replace Harmonious. Yes, correct. Yeah. All right. I got it. I got it. I got it. Uh, well, you're welcome. I don't know. <laughs> Why don't you email that MP3 to uh, someone and be like, here. There you go. Yeah. Replacement track. This is to replace the intro music. Yeah. And maybe they'll accidentally put it in. That'd be nice. We got a good show for you guys today because we are running down our favorite moments, and I say favorite in air quotes, uh, of 2021, like we do every year. We have a bunch of categories, I think 12 now. Jeremy keeps adding them every year. There's something new, <laughs> more work for us to do. It's true. Uh, but we are here. We're going to run through all of that, and uh, it's going to be a good time. This is like our, what, like our second or maybe third just sort of like opinion show, and I kind of like it. I know. It's fun. Any new listeners are going to be like, wow. How is this about Disney? Yeah, what's going on? <laughs> well, I'm like running some ads on like a, a podcast catcher app. And so we're getting like, actually, we're actually getting a lot of new listeners. Um, yeah, I feel sorry for them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, why? Okay. Because a lot of stuff does, you know, it does sort of play more to like, you know, longtime listeners. Maybe not. I don't know. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm, you know, reading too much into it. But uh, next on our next show, we have uh, the interview with Josh Freeze, who's the son of the Disneyland band leader Stan Freeze. So we're going to talk to him about music. And again, that's going to be, you know, probably more music than, than Disneyland because uh, that's just, I don't know. <laughs> that's what I'm interested in talking about. But, um, you know, sometimes you use your job to like 
talk to people you really want to talk about or yeah. people you really want to talk to. And so this is going to be that. So anyway, uh, it should be a good time. We have a good month. Of course, we have uh, in-depth to do. And uh, um, speaking of shows, um, I know the Supreme Resort, I think, just released an episode last week or whatever. Uh, but Bantha Milk, they are back on a schedule because the book of Boba Fett was finally released on Disney+. Plus. I think uh, episode two came out today, I think, is what it happens. Cool. So every Wednesday, those boys are going live and uh, they are going to be releasing an episode on like a breakdown of the show and that kind of thing like that. So they already have one out. I'm expecting the next one probably tomorrow. Rob, I don't know. You're in the chat. You tell me. Um, so that'll be cool, too. I watched the first one. Taryn and I watched the first one. I kind of didn't really like it. I, I was sort of yeah, bored by it. I literally like looked at my phone. Fu- I actually, you know what I was doing? It was right after I finished Titanic and I read through the entire Wikipedia Titanic, which is really long instead of watching it. That's how bored I got. But I will Jeez. say maybe I will yeah. listen to Bantha milk and maybe that will help me like it more. I think it would. Uh, Bev, I just merged dragons for the entire time. I'm, I'm still back on that game. Are you? Oh my gosh. Yeah. I have to reinstall it. I guess I have three. I wonders. haven't installed it. So I think I, that means I have to start over. Oh, I hope so. Don't forget, to, don't forget to join our, our dungeon. I don't know what it is. Yeah, I don't know, man. Book of Boba Fett was sort of like, eh, blah, Book of Blah Fett. <laughs> it just wasn't, I don't know, man. They just portrayed Boba Fett as sort of like, he just got pushed, he got bullied by everybody, and he got into like this fight, and he couldn't even fight. It was just like this, the most boring, like, hopefully it'll pick up and they'll explain that more or whatever, but um, I don't know. I wasn't impressed by it, but then again, I didn't like The Mandalorian. So maybe I'm just off on that. But uh, anyway, Book of Boba Fett, that's happening. Uh, you can find us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> you can send feedback to Taryn at earsup-podcast.com. Show suggestions to Terrence at earsup-podcast.com. You can say hi, hi. to Bev and anything else me. Also, Jason, earsup-podcast.com. Don't forget, you guys, Concierge is accepting your, um, no, Concierge is offering your help, offering their help to book you trips to Disneyland, Disney World, uh, Disney Cruises, all that kind of stuff. I don't know why guys so discombobulated. Sometimes I like think too far down the thought thread and I get lost. I was texting my friend today. He's like, hey, do you have any, uh, any, any line or any lead on uh, discounted Disneyland tickets? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, no, that's not a thing. That hasn't been a thing for like years, dude. But that's, you know, uh, go to concierge. They charge you exactly what the park's gonna, are going to charge you. And they, you have the opportunity to do so much more with them, like book reservations, book park reservations, book, you know, eating, all this kind of stuff. Figure out what's going on. Help you sort out what's, what's going on in your life. And he texts me back. He's like, well, my friend, I think my friend get 5% off. I'm like, 5%? Wow, that's not even half of taxes. Great. Who cares? Don't listen to your friend, your scummy, bummy friend. Go over to Concierge because you get so much more for the same exact price as everybody else is paying. There are no really more discounted ticket prices. There's just, this doesn't happen. Well, I'd be curious where his friend is getting 5% off even. I know, 5%. Like, what even is that? Like, it's just, that's not even a word. If you gave 5% as a coupon code, I wouldn't even bother to remember to put it in. It's not even worth my 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 synapses firing to like recall that information of five percent. At Christmas, Sam's uncle was like, "Did you see Disney is selling tickets for sixty five dollars?" And I was like, "Are they though?" Yeah, <laughs> to like SoCal residents, I think. Yeah, or, or is it like when you go for 
14 days in a row. <laughs> yeah. It breaks down to $65 a day. Uh, we have a Discord we were talking about earlier. Uh, Discord's up. Let's hang out. I'll put a link in the show details of this episode. So if you do want to join, come to a safe space where we all just basically say, oh, sure, to one another. We got you covered <laughs> with our Discord. It's basically every room now. It's just everyone going, taking turns, saying, oh, sure, at one another. If you want to support the show, head over to Etsy.com slash shop slash Coveyers. You can buy some shirts and some masks and uh, all that kind of fun stuff. I got my, um, you know, little pirate churro, uh, you know, mouse eating churro guy shirt on now. Anyway, whatever. Yeah, sure. sure. Uh, But the best way, of course, (laughs) Patreon.com slash Ears Up. Join a Patreon, five bucks a month. You get access to the secret show and a whole back catalog of all sorts of weird stuff that we put out, including a lot of the secret show episodes. Uh, cool people doing cool things. You got Pyramid, Pyramid the Eye of the Ears. You got a whole bunch of other stuff. Uh, so go join everybody over on Patreon.com slash Ears Up. Uh, I've sort of been running through us rewatching the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and I don't know if I care too much about it, but I do like to talk. So um, we watched a few movies. Actually, we watched four movies over the break, Taryn. We watched Black Widow was next, which I liked it. I still liked it. I, it's, yes. It's one of the few backstory movies I actually enjoy, and especially on the, the the second watch, I didn't hate it as much as I thought I would. That's the only one I haven't watched. Oh, it's, it's good. good. The sister's really funny. It's it's got calm. well the sister shows. I watched the um the Arrow guy. I forgot his name. Oh yeah, Hawkeye. Yeah. I watched Hawkeye. that series. Um, and she shows up in that, and I was like, who this? I got this and jacket. Had- it has extra pockets. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a good one. I we'll actually keep a lot of stuff in. I really like that one. Um, then after that, because this is the, the Marvel Cinematic Universe timeline uh, order. So things are out of order for release dates. But Spider-Man Homecoming. Loved it. Loved it when I watched it. Still love it. Tom Holland is great. Still a great movie. Even on its own, like away from the a Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's still a really good movie. It's enduring. It's cute. Um, it's great. And like the way that they worked in what happened in Civil War to the movie. It's just, I don't know, man. They did a really good job. They, there was a lot of forethought in it. Uh, then was Doctor Strange. Uh, you didn't like that movie too much. No, I think it's a cool movie. It's it's cool. Neat, it's neat to Whoa. watch. And I can tell that they put a lot of time and money into it. But, um, <laughs> and I really like Benedict Cumberbatch. So, yeah. like, all odds are that I'm going to like this movie. But it's mind-bending. It, it hurts my brain. I feel like I'm on drugs, and then because of that, I can't really follow the storyline. And it's, I, I don't know, I put a lot of thought into why I, I just cannot get on board with that movie, and I didn't come up with a whole lot except that it just is um, not my cup of tea. Yeah, I like, Terrence, have you seen it? You've seen it. Oh, it's not good. It's not good. <laughs> really? It's better on the second, I, I don't, have you only watched it once, I'm assuming? It's better oh. the second time around, but it's definitely not a go-to. Like, it's just, mm. it just exists. But his character is important, so it has to exist. So right. you kind of have to just sort of suffer through it to get to the good bits. So this was it's my like second Captain time. Marvel. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. You have yeah. to suffer through Captain Marvel. Do you, though? To- Four times. <laughs> in order four to say that you've watched watch that. it. Yeah. I mean, because at least Doctor Strange like has an infinity stone. That's mm-hmm. the thing, right? So, yeah. yeah. I mean, you could just say like, okay, he has one and that's it. But I, I don't know. I, th- I thought for a, for a movie, I thought it was pretty good. I thought they did his character pretty good. And um, I don't know. The, 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 the effects are a bit much with like that swirling buildings and all that kind of stuff. Taryn, I think you're right. It does make the plot 
sort of hard to follow. And I just ended up going, yep, okay, wizards, man. They're time wizards, dude. And then you move <laughs> on. Like, you don't really... Because sometimes you're going, well, how did... Is it that I just... It, I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, honestly, also, the petty part of this is I cannot stand his his goatee thing. His, like... His facial his hair? weird facial hair. It's very, <laughs> very trim cut. It's, like, too perfectly shaved and i really hate it i hate personal grooming dude and i like him and but 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 part of his charm is that he's just got this nice little baby face and in this he kind of looks like a like just strange there's there's like a redneck thing going on wow (laughs) also for like the first half of the movie he's just not a nice he's not a likable character no he's not that's also true actually i don't think he ever becomes a likable character i mean eh. yeah it's funny not in that movie Cause like he needed two hundred thousand dollars for I forget now a thing to go to Nepal I think or whatever. Meanwhile, he's living in this like giant penthouse sort of flat in New York, floor to ceiling windows, floor to ceiling windows. He Gorgeous. pulls out he pulls out a drawer and has all these watches that need to be wound, so you know they're expensive watches. They're all on an automatic winder. You could sell all those watches and get up two hundred thousand dollars easily. Yeah, but yeah. You know, whatever he's, I don't know, whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, and then of course we watched black Panther. Yes. Which the first Jason, time you better be careful. Oh, first, you better be careful right now. Well, I've already said all the things I sort of was going to say about it is I didn't really love the movie the way a lot of other people did on the first run. It was okay. And I remember talking about this and you made that same exact face. It, it, it was just an okay movie. It wasn't really great. I liked Michael B. Jordan in it. And obviously Chadwick Boseman did a great job. But watching the movie the second time, I liked the movie more. But I like Michael B. Jordan less as an actor. I didn't think he did a very good job. I thought he, I thought he sort of mush-mouthed his way through that movie. And it was like he tried to do angry and articulate well, but he didn't. He just sort of like sped through his lines and stepped all over his own lines. so that was my one complaint about the movie is that when you didn't know who he was you didn't know how bad of a guy he was it was it was easier to watch him on the screen and as soon as soon as he became that bad guy it was like forced anger it was forced wrath it was forced and i was like oh and so he was the one part of the movie that i was like ah wasn't a big fan of it everything else i thought was fantastic everything else is fantastic jeremy, jeremy what did what did you think of Black <laughs> the one part when the iceberg hit uh, wakanda like that? <laughs> everything really turns at that did point. i just say the words like right out of your mouth <laughs> i have seen none of these movies I know. <laughs> when are you go i would love to do a see of course everything fun i want to make like a, a work project out of but i would love to like watch these movies with you and then like talk to you oh. about what you think about them I want you to do work now. I don't know. I, yeah, I think that would probably be torture for me. We could do a watch party. We could do a watch party on Disney Plus to let you do it. Yeah, I, I don't have Disney Plus. I will give okay, you my I'll login. <laughs> okay, well maybe I'll commit to one of those movies, but you better pick one because I can't do all four. All four? There's like a hundred, <laughs> bro. There's like yeah, twenty six, twenty seven, or something. Yeah, in the Marvel yeah. Cinematic oh, Universe. Oh, of all, it's Marvel. Oh, yeah, uh, sure. I'll, well, then pick the one that I should watch of all of them. Black Panther. Oh, the beginning. Ooh. The beginning. What's the first one called? Marvel Starter. Iron Man. <laughs> Marvel Beginning. Captain America. I think Iron Man Captain, would be a good. Captain America is the beginning oh. of the 
it's the beginning of the timeline. But don't don't start Jeremy on that one. I'm not saying that, but Jeremy asked which one was the first one, and I'm replying with Captain America was technically the first because it it, it starts with the whole thing. I liked Captain America too. I don't think Jeremy's going to be very upset if he doesn't get all the backstory of this. And so I say you just pick whatever's the most exciting. Oh, so the green infinity end on that one. The green infinity infinity stone is time. Got it. Okay, it makes sense now. So Thane, yeah, no, I, I'm, we're not having that conversation. Um, let's we'll we'll take this off channel, back channel talking. Let's figure out a movie to watch with Jeremy. And I wanted I, if we can do a watch party somehow. I would like to do that. I think that would be funny. <laughs> so Beth, is, Beth, and Milk has, Beth and Milk has a great idea and I think we should do this and instead of having a watch party with Jeremy we have Jeremy watch the movies and we have the watch party of watching Jeremy watch the movies <laughs> so the facial expressions the what just, is the just a long reaction video you know what Jeremy yeah. we, we should work I on that I need another glass of wine let's set yeah. up your camera point it at your couch and you record the entire you watching the entire thing I will sync it up <laughs> I'll cut it up and I'll issue it out as like a Patreon thing. You can sync up. I I think it would be, you know what? You're going to be watching a very long nap if we do it that way, because I will go to sleep. (laughs) I can't stay awake for for that. I've been too busy watching. I found a new pay subscriber channel called True Royalty TV, and they show documentaries. It's 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 like Disney Plus or whatever, but it's all just about the royal family. Oh and my. it's all I've been watching for the last three days. <laughs> Are you for real? Wow! Oh my gosh! I need to I need to subscribe to this. You do because you once you you only it's got like four days worth of content, and then you've watched then everything, so you don't even have to have it for like a month. You have Perfect. it for three days, you <laughs> pay, that. and then you're done. Yeah, I need I need this next time on Cousins Part Nine. <laughs> they get married again. <laughs> the Twenty First Amendment Brewery's latest beer release, Tropical Brew Free or Die IPA, puts an island vacation in their whimsically designed cans. That's right, cans. This refreshing year-round release, Tropical IPA, is brewed with pale and Munich malts, brimming with a Zaka, Citra Cryo, and Mosaic hops, and topped with a splash of pineapple flavor. The result is a clean, refreshing beer featuring a mix of sweet malt, balanced bitterness, fruit-forward hops, and a nice tropical vacation at the finish. Tropical Brew for Your Die IPA is available at your local good beer shop, neighborhood taproom, and anywhere else people come together to find great craft beer. That's right, everybody. All right, should we do some awards show? Yes. Well, yes. Sure. (laughs) I've never thought about this as an awards show. I thought about it as a critiquing show. Yeah, same. (laughs) That might be the problem. All right, welcome, everybody, to the first category in the year in review, ears up, podcast arena year in review uh breaking down what happened in 2021 we're like uh scatologists who go into the wild and dig through uh you know things that they find to figure out what the animal ate that's what we're doing right here all right uh no one laughed at my joke i I'm... i i well i got stuck on scatologists you it at least oh thanks guys thanks Oh, yeah, well, all right. That was pretty funny. Um, (laughs) That was funnier than your joke. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everybody, let's go. We're going the the biggest Disney winner of 2021. I'm sorry. Hold on. 
All right, guys, we're going to go with the biggest Disney winner for the first category of 2021. You can tell I've been working hard in the studio all day today. You've plussed this, and I am on board. Uh, Ears up plus. That's the new streaming service that we offer. Oh, no. (laughs) Uh, Who's going to go for Terrence? Why don't you go ahead and go first, man? Give us your biggest Disney winner of 2021, please. All right. My biggest Disney winner of 2021 is the Disneyland Resort itself. After being closed for over a year, removing the traditional annual passes, ushering in a reservation system and trying to rehire staff, Disneyland and Disney's California Adventure had a stellar two thirds of the year as far as revenue is concerned. They made back their money. And then some. I feel like I'm listening to the earnings call. (laughs) (laughs) That I will say that is definitely an interesting take. I wouldn't have thought about it that way. Beverly, why don't you go ahead and go next? Well, I'll go next because literally my answer is the Disney Resort itself. (laughs) (laughs) I I can't make this up. Go ahead. Yeah, that's, I mean, oh, okay. I'm not going to repeat what Terrence just said. <laughs> okay. Well, but him. in your own words, I thought uh, you might. I mean, uh, okay. it's basically exactly what he said. Like, how can a company go from being closed for a year to talk about being down and out and then right back up on top? Yeah, basically. Uh, Taryn. Sure. My biggest Disney winner is Genie Plus because they've done it. They've taken a service that we've used for free for 22 years, slapped on a new name a plus sign, and now charge us to use it. Plus, the service now doesn't even include all the big attractions. We lose. Genie Plus wins. (laughs) All right. That's good. Jeremy, go ahead. My biggest Disney winner for 2021 is kind of along the lines of Terrence. It's Magic Bands. Yes, Mm. Magic Bands. The now ubiquitous item at Walt Disney World, the brainchild of my beloved Tom Staggs, once rumored to be headed for the ash heap of history in the face of wearable technology. It was expected that these were on the cusp of being phased out at Walt Disney World. Many believe the unique concept of wristbands that act as everything from your park ticket to room key to wallet could only survive in a lengthy destination like Disney World. It was said that these would not last long there, let alone make their way to other destinations. Once included for free with park hotel stays and annual pass holders, Disney stopped giving them out for free and began charging upwards of $12 for them. Their future demise was certain or so we thought. Then out of nowhere this year, Disney announced not only were they not going away at Walt Disney World, but Magic Bands would be coming to Disneyland, a prospect no one thought possible. But it turns out charging guests $12 for something that was once free is right up Disney's alley. Enough for them to convert their current infrastructure at Disneyland to accept these wrist-riding shackles. Josh Tomorrow even wore a prototype of the new generation of light-up Magic Band at the Destination D event held in Orlando. So Magic Bands, once headed for the grave, are now seeing a renaissance. And that was confusing, too, because they just sort of announced that. I think we were talking about it in depth a couple months ago. And I was like, I thought these things were going the way of the dodo. Totally. Apparently not. <laughs> Apparently back. Well, for me, everybody, my biggest Disney winner is Bob Iger. This man made four large, no, gigantic purchases of IP libraries. You have Marvel, Star Wars, 20th Century Fox, and Pixar 
merging fandoms across the world and turning the Disney parks and merchandising streams into viable means of shoving them down our throats. <laughs> he has put retirement off since 2015, got to stick around all of 2020 and 2021, looking every bit the hero we are looking for. Meanwhile, most of the things we're complaining about now, Star Wars Hotel, Lightning Lane, spinoffs of spinoffs on Disney+, Plus, Avengers Campus, Disney Genie, all happened under Bob Iger. The man gets to bail out on a company in shambles, I say, and he looks like the hero to the media and the fans. It's wild, but I think he wins. All right. All right. Good. I'm so confused. Is the company in shambles? Is it doing amazing? Nobody knows, (laughs) Taryn. Your biggest winner or your biggest villain? Yeah. Welcome to the show, Taryn. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Now it's time for the biggest Disney loser of 2021. Let's find out who lost big around the Walt Disney Company. Taryn, why don't you start us up? All right. I have... And by the way, the ride... Whoa. Never mind. Uh, um, Pretend that never happened. I have three, but I'm just going to... I have two. (laughs) The first one is uh, the biggest Disney loser is the man... Uh, I'm sorry, the cast member who had to listen to the woman explain why she peed in a cup. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, I forgot about I that. Know if you understand what women's bladders are all about, but I can really have a bad bladder. Okay. And there's no reason for you to justify me or judge me. I am not judging you, ma'am. You are, sir. No, I'm not. I am. I'm not judging you. Can I'm you here to your manager. Because it's I am okay. the manager. Somebody I hire up, sir. What? What? Just. just who pees in a I'm cup? Not asking, I'm not asking you to justify me. Yeah. <laughs> Don't justify me. And if you remember, she's a teacher. Yeah. She's a speech therapist, and she's used to peeing in cups on her at her job. Sure. Naturally. I'm wait. Yeah. She's a speech therapist. She says she was a speech therapist later on. Yeah. We don't need to justify her. There's just so much wrong <laughs> with that. So um, that poor cast member is the biggest loser. Tom was Tom. his name. Tom. I thought it was Todd. That's Tom. why I didn't say it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, wow. And then my second one is um, the Disney stockholders because this year's stock was down 15%, making it oh, the wow. worst performer in the Dow. In the Dow? <laughs> <laughs> Who is teaching Taryn these languages, these words? <laughs> It's like having a show with Jim Cramer. Right <laughs> I think it's a buy. <laughs> and another thing. I don't know. Whenever he does, man. My gosh. <laughs> that was it. You had it. You're done. That's it. All right. Here we go. Jeremy, why don't you go? Back in August, you'll recall in in-depth, I reported how the Magic Kingdom had hired a DJ to stand on the platform <laughs> of the Main Street Station which is currently inoperable due to the Tron construction, to DJ music (laughs) as people left the park. Gone was the traditional music of the Main Street USA atmosphere, and in was this DJ, God bless him, spinning pop and hip-hop music, including Miley Cyrus's party in in the USA and telling people how to exit. This didn't go over well with Disney fans. Disney prides itself on storytelling and theming. The most distinctive example of this is Main Street USA, the sights, the smells, and the sounds. But in August of this year, they decided 
Disney management, that is, in their finite wisdom to put a modern-day DJ in town square. He wasn't even in costume. Disney Parks fans released a tsunami of negative feedback on social media, often tagging the Disney Parks account. The feedback was so robust, Disney pulled the DJ the next day. (laughs) The DJ was, in fact, about about to start performing, and management came out and pulled him off the stage like a vaudeville act with that big hook. (laughs) Pulled him off. Uh, So sorry, Main Street DJ. I'm sure you're a great DJ. I hope you found other work. It wasn't your fault that the lackluster, talentless Disney management hired you to a position you had no business filling, but you are, unfortunately, the biggest loser of 2021. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know what? And also, I would say, like, so is the manager who made that decision when the guy has already unloaded his equipment. They couldn't have contacted him uh, on their lunch break (laughs) or the day before, you know, like the morning of, or it had to be like in front of people. And if I remember correctly, there's at least photos, if not video of the firing happening. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I watched it. Yeah. God bless. Yeah. Uh, Bev, go ahead, please. Oh, that poor guy. So my biggest Disney loser is Bob Chapek. Oh, because this poor man. As I've said already more than once, he was given a turd sandwich, (laughs) but also he was hired and there was all this hoopla about him being hired. But then the guy who everybody worshipped, who was his predecessor, was like, hold up. I'm just going to hang out here for another couple months and just, you know, oversee (laughs) you, which instantly gives me the opinion that I don't trust that he that they didn't trust. Bob Chapek to be able to do his job, Agreed. which autumn in, in the court of popular opinion, he is the biggest loser. Yeah. <laughs> Goodbye. Um, I'll go next, Terrence. Why not? Right. Let's change it up a little bit. My biggest Disney loser are the cast members this year or last year. Not only are they subject to the stresses of working in a large company during COVID, but they have to take the brunt of guest burnout with regards to the COVID restrictions. People are stressed out. We get it. But taking that stress out on a cast member just seems sad somehow. 2020 had its fair share of guests, or 2021 had its fair share of guests shouting on, spitting on, and even assaulting cast members who are just there trying to do their jobs. It's not these poor kids' fault that you have to wear a mask, or they have to remind you to put a mask on, or stay socially distant, or do any number of things now we have to do. But spitting and screaming at people, that's not, that's not good. That's not a good move. Uh, all right, Terrence, round it up, round it out, baby. Biggest Disney loser. I swell. Beverly, did we write this together? <laughs> we are of one mind. I promised we didn't. Robert, I do not have a middle name, Chapek. <laughs> and the reason I say this, now hear me out. So I don't think that Bob Chapek himself is a loser, but he's being made out to be a loser. And he seems to be earning the nickname Bob paycheck because of the fact that everything now costs more than it used to, or you take something that was free and you charge people for it. And then the things that you've already charged people for, as far as the, the uh, extended hours, the extra nights, all the spectaculars are getting shorter and worse. (laughs) And everyone's putting the bulk of this right on his shoulders. And so being hated so much that you have multiple petitions going around asking for your head. <laughs> that does not make you a winner in any way, shape, or form. I have to agree. Why doesn't he have a middle name? 
He doesn't. I literally oh. looked it up. I, oh, I really? What is Bob Bob Chapek's middle name? Is Bob Chapek? Uh, see, I can't even say his name right. <laughs> yeah, is sorry Bob about Chapek that. such a weird guy that he actually does not have a middle name? And his his full name is Robert Chapek. Yeah. No, I just looked it up too because I'm like, well, Terrence, I don't know. I got I to gotta see because I just, it sounds too weird for me. Uh, but I, I blame his parents. Yeah, that's, he started off yeah. on the wrong foot. In 1985, yeah. Robert Chapek uh, petitioned to have his middle name removed on his birth certificate. And therefore, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Now it's time to review the most boring. 2021 and it's probably not any one of our shows we're gonna run through the uh, most boring of the disney company uh starting with uh the lovely terrence all right the most boring of 2021 in my opinion is disney animation studios Mm -hmm. now disney animation studios has put out some bangers in the in the recent years i mean great movies in recent years 2021 was really humdrum from the studio raya and the last dragon luca and then Encanto. which by the way let me get on my soapbox for a minute yeah Encanto is one of the worst movies really? i have seen in forever really horrible 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 but we took the kids to the theater to see it to the theater like out in public right. we are taking our children in public to see a thing popcorn drinks the whole nine fountain to wake up to wake up right to wake up the shut up to wake up the next morning yeah and walk out to find jackson my oldest one sitting on the couch Watching Encanto on Disney Plus for free. <laughs> Dang. Man, you got burned. <laughs> you did. Got him again. Rule you, Disney Animation Studios. Make something good, please. Well, and look, in their defense, he just he watched it twice in twenty four hours. He they the kids love this movie. Really? And and I, I will say they love it, but I'm telling you, this is by far the the worst songs and the worst talent for songs that i've really? heard ever it it sounds amateurish and oh, rushed no. and it is not good at all so lin-manuel miranda didn't write any of the songs is what you're saying oh we'll get to him later <laughs> oh, God. yeah like does he have a sex tape of someone at disney <laughs> like what is going on why is he we can't swing a dick hitting this guy. He knows Bob uh, Bob Chapek's middle name, and he can. <laughs> That's right. They're trying not to get that out there. That's right. <laughs> uh, all right, Jared, go ahead. Most boring: posting pictures of Space Mountain with the lights on. Oh, good one. Yes. That's like an eighth of the news cycle this last year. Or how is this still cool and unique? People post this like they've struck gold. It's not <laughs> cool anymore. All you see is the inside of it, and it's not that interesting. These pictures aren't ever revealing. It's not like, wow, I never knew that. It looks like what you would expect it to look like, just girders. This was probably kind of interesting 12 years ago when social media was getting going and someone finally shared a picture of this. But at this point, it's played out. Stop it, guys. We don't care. Thank you. I Yes. <laughs> For me, most boring... Avengers Junior College Campus. 
Well, I've never been to this myself, but from what I see and gather online and talking to the lovely people here, it's a very boring place to exist inside of. The lack of rides, the crowds, the lackluster Spider-Man simulator, which seems to only exist to sell those add-on web shooter devices. The only thing that would draw me to this would be the shawarma cart. Mm-hmm. Which was fire. That's yeah. what I hear. That's the only reason I want to go to it. And I've been saying that since it opened. <laughs> uh, but everybody who's gone, you guys included, it, it just seems like skip. Alexa, skip. Alexa, skip. I'm not sure about what take that over uh take Avengers Campus over Bugsland. And you know how much I hate Bugsland. <laughs> there were things to do. Uh, you know what? This shows up on my list later on. I, okay. I, I I'm observing. All right. Taryn, there was go stuff ahead. to do about I'm refraining. Most boring for me is the Boba Fett show. And I've kind of already talked about it, but the Mandalorian was good. I liked it. But why Boba Fett now? Why? And he takes off his helmet. So what kind of Mandalorian is that? There's there's just no mystery left in the world. And um, thank you. That's a hot take. Um, yeah, I don't care about Mandalorians anymore. I'm sorry. But, um, <laughs> but give me a show about Wookiees. I'd watch that. Oh my God! Can you imagine? You would just have to oh, read it. It'd be subtitled <laughs> only. It'd be like imagine the the worst French movie ever. Like I don't know what's happening. I'd watch it. <laughs> I think it would be a comedy. I, I see it like dinosaurs. Remember the remember dinosaurs? Yeah, they be, that spoke be, English. It'd be like English. That. It'd be like that, but Wookies. I want to hear the Wookiees. No, I want to hear them like actually speak their language oh, with like yeah. really soft music behind <laughs> in a love scene. Oh. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I mean, wow. it's like that's the same reason they didn't have like a Klingon only show. And like, <laughs> but yeah, uh, great, good job. Thanks, Bev. Marvel's What If. I'm sure oh. none of you have watched that. I haven't have seen it. That? No, but I've heard oh, it. Don't. I've heard it was just hot, hot mess garbage. Hot, buttered fire garbage. <laughs> Dumpster fire. Like all of the words that I say, mash them together because that's exactly what this is. It's all of the Marvel things just put in a blender and then thrown at something and where it lands, that's who takes that role and that's who takes that. It's, it's, if- it's the basic, like one of them was zombies attack and yeah Captain America, like it's, it's i heard so that bad. was like the best one Jeez. also that was the best one and i was sitting there like this through it with on your phone <laughs> yeah i could not care and i freaking love marvel i was excited like i was like this will be cool this is not cool yeah. what Stop. if all these all <laughs> these uh, storylines sucked what if you <laughs> <laughs> what if we could get people to watch just trash <laughs> what if what if uh was that it we were done we caught we got everybody from most boring yes all right we're gonna take a quick break everybody we're gonna come back we're gonna wrap well not wrap up we're gonna uh, continue on with our year in review whoops <laughs> with our year in review <laughs> 2021 here ears up we'll be right back
And now, back to the show that ignites your dream wish of imaginations and magical color wonderment of forever. Ears up. That's right, everybody. We are back and we are here talking about the year in review. The year that was 2021. Back with more categories. The next category we're going to be talking about today is the most underrated Disney attraction. If there is such a thing anymore, you know what I'm trying to say, everybody? <laughs> oh, thank oh, you. That's very nice. Oh, there it is. There you go. There what is? There is such a thing. Oh. In every one of these like laugh tracks I found, there's always someone hacking along at the end. <laughs> I was end. just thinking it's like a, a constant. Every single one. It's just <laughs> Well, and coughing is so like ooh, that whole crowd has COVID now. Like <laughs> Yeah, everybody's recording like nineteen eighty four. We should make our own. Like it should just be the five of us like oh. a recording on the five of us laughing. <laughs> I feel like, is that them? <laughs> oh god that would be awful and also great yeah absolutely all right underrated disney attraction um bev why don't you start us off i will start you off by saying that there is nothing underrated at disneyland because disneyland is its own biggest hype man and also it's so crowded that even the things that should be considered underrated are going to be packed (laughs) okay wow that makes a lot of sense a little victim blaming there but that's okay (laughs) I roll. Learn from the best. A stinging rebuke from Beth. <laughs> yeah, Jeremy's Ouch. taught Bev well. Uh, Taryn, <laughs> why don't you go ahead and uh, and, and go next, please? Uh, well, uh, the most underrated Disney attraction this year is the Casey Jr. Train. Yes, Bev. I said it. <laughs> is that underrated? I feel like it's rated appropriately. Uh, no, because you get to go on a semi-thrilling any roller coaster-ish type thing. Um, and you get really unique views of the park. I literally hate you right now. Crows. Both clips just have someone literally dying of emphysema. Never mind. I wasn't going to say it. Um, Terrence, why don't you go ahead, please? Uh, most underrated Disney attraction is Turtle Talk with Crush. Um, it's mm. rare to have such an interactive attraction that literally is never the same twice. Many people walk right by it. A lot of people don't even know it exists, but it is always a good time. I don't know about that. Jeremy? I like that. Mine is similar to Terrence's. Mine is the Seas Pavilion at Epcot. Not necessarily the terrible Nemo ride inside, but the aquarium. The Seas Pavilion at Epcot boasts the second largest aquarium tank this hemisphere. You can explore in here for hours. And it's not just a show. Here, injured manatees are rescued and rehabilitated under the care of Epcot's marine biologists. The pavilion is staffed with knowledgeable cast members who can answer questions and tell you about the aquatic life just inches from your fingertips. Kids can also enjoy turtle talk with crush uh, from finding nemo and the finding dory scavenger hunt there are also separate paid aquatic experiences such as epcot dive quest epcot seas aqua tour and dolphins in depth and if you're in the mood for a meal you can dine at the coral reef restaurant which features expansive windows into the 5.7 million gallon 
saltwater tank. I, where is what? Where is this? Because really I didn't cool. hear a thing about it, and I'm very disappointed. Oh, I took that there. He did, and actually, if you just take Jeremy with you, he can do all the things that the cast members can do about pointing out fish and telling you things that are going on because he knows everything. Yeah, so they can't confused. kick him out at the end of the night. It was lovely. Oh man, I've literally never heard about this. I've heard of the restaurant because of Full House, but I've never heard of this. What? <laughs> Well, they went there when they went to they Disney did? World. They did? On Full yeah. House? Yeah. Uncle Jesse and, and Rebecca. <laughs> <laughs> Who Sam calls Aunt Jesse. What? But yeah, no. Wow, there's, this is shocking. Yeah, I'm shocked. Anyway. Definitely Well, it's underrated. fantastic. It's right in when you come into Epcot. See, a lot of people, are I think, are discovering it now because of the the. Tr- construction at Epcot is diverting all the traffic mm. to one side or the other. So you get a 50, 50% chance that you're going to have to walk by it. Whereas before it was kind of hidden. It's off to the right of spaceship earth as you're walking in um, mm. kind of tucked in the corner, but now it's getting a lot of foot traffic. So people are discovering it. Wow. I'm, yeah. I'm, uh, blown away. Yeah. Shocked. Good job, Jeremy. <laughs> uh, Taryn, go ahead. I just, I already did. Did you already go? Yep. Is it just me now? Uh, Terrence hasn't gone either. Terrence, why don't you go ahead and go? For most underrated? Yeah, Terrence already went. Oh, I already went. oh that's right. I guess it. Sorry. <laughs> you need like a boo. <laughs> I do need a boo. Uh, Spaceship Earth. That's right. I'm going to Disney World for this one. If you tell your friends about this ride, it sounds pretty lame. You go back in time to see how man has evolved, I think. I don't even really remember. Creating new technologies and trying to get along with one another, sort of, with outdated animatronics to boot. But everyone I know who rides it comes back with an understanding of just how awesome these old rides can be. And it sort of is like a throwing it in the face of like modern rides, like modern thrill rides. Oh, we need projections and we need all this updated stuff. But you have Spaceship Earth just sort of hanging out and people still love it. I freaking loved Spaceship Earth. I it's great. I a video of my cartoon at the end. I think I did too, although yeah. I can't find it anymore. We should post them. I think it was good. Anyway, great, 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 yeah, great. Well, it's, it demonstrates that really good storytelling is, at, is actually at the heart of it, and it's not about technology. Technology can move the story forward, but you need the story first. And all these other things that we've been getting are all technology first story Sometimes story doesn't even factor in anymore. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, you know, the, the best example of that working, which there's no real story, is the Toy Story Midway Mania. There doesn't need to be a story because it's a midway, supposed to be a midway game. So it's like a replica of a thing. That's the only thing I can really think of. That was the only thing I thought of. Yeah. There is a story with that, though, isn't it? Is it like there's supposed to be an, an attic what? I've never heard of that at all. Really? Like life, they're yeah. supposed to be playing like all of Andy's old games or something. I don't know. It sounds familiar. It does. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know anything about this, but I mean, obviously it's not widely known. And also that definitely didn't come first. <laughs> no, it, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. it was definitely a cast member going ah, like on a forum somewhere. Like, I think this is what it's about. And then four years later, right. that's like Canon somehow. All right, now it's time for the most overrated Disney attraction because you can't have beauty without ugliness <laughs> or something like that. Thank you. This is welcome to my TED Talk. 
Um, Taryn, go ahead and go first, please. Just so I don't forget about you. Oh, me? Yeah. Um, the Jungle Cruise, especially now that it's been rethemed to be more inclusive. Um, even though nobody was complaining about it being exclusive. So the Jungle Cruise is overrated. Most overrated. 100%. That is a good point. It's terrible. Now. Well, you can also argue that it's it's exclusive because it just took people of color out of the ride entirely. That's it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Not entirely, but you know what I mean. Uh, Terrence, go ahead, please. Well, I have to say, well, I want to oh. add in, sorry, Terrence, that yes. it, I think mm-hmm. Terrence's right. And normally I think this is a fin. I love the Jungle Cruise. I think it's really great. But this week I was checking wait times at Magic Kingdom and it was 120 minutes yesterday. What? The Jungle Cruise. No. Two hours. So I think Taryn's absolutely right. She hit it on the head. Yeah, good job. (laughs) Every time. All right, Taryn. Most overrated Disney attraction, Web Slingers. (laughs) Oh, my (laughs) goodness. First of all, listen, Linda. First of all, the line on the outside portion of the queue was so long that we waited through a maze of ropes in a backstage area that wasn't themed. They to took anything. us to a parking lot. Yep. We were in the employee parking lot and it was themed to nothing. <laughs> Once you get inside, the queue itself, the little intro video is kind of cool. But the ride, it's weird and dumb and not fun. And I hate the fact that you you can buy product from web suppliers to help you do better at a game. I hate that concept. I would rather go on Midway or Buzz Lightyear any day of the week over Web Slingers. I, I honestly don't know if I'll ever go on it again. Can you imagine if wow. they sold like the 3D glasses that's on Midway Mania, but they weren't scratched. (laughs) (laughs) Or warped. Yeah, you can use the scratch and warped ones, or you can buy the fresh and clean ones, and then therefore you can do better. (laughs) Or if they met, like, in times of COVID, if they just sold ones that don't fog up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Jeremy, most overrated, please, young man. Well, last year, mine was Gideon's Bakehouse at the, at Disney Springs. And I kind of took it back later in the year because I really loved it when I went there. Um, so I'm sticking, <laughs> with, I'm sticking with the food theme. My most overrated this year is the Space 220 restaurant at Epcot. Really? Opened. Yes, it's it's a it's fine. Uh, but the thing has been it's been hyped up for years. It was delayed. Then you had Imagineer Zach Ridley teasing it in his Instagram posts. More on that later. Everyone's taking pictures. The line's eight hours long. You can't get a reservation. In fact, the only reason why I was able to go there was because a very generous Mr. P, who I believe is in the chat right now, let me crash his dinner. And I was uh, only too happy to take him up on that. But it's a bit of a letdown, not to say the food is very, very good. The quality of the food is really good, which probably is the most important thing for a restaurant. (laughs) Probably. And the company, of course, that I had was Stellar. But honestly, the visuals, which are the big selling point of this ride, the idea that you're dining 220 miles above the earth, meh. The the closer you are, the grainier the image. You can sit there and count the pixels. (sighs) It doesn't look real. It looks way better than everybody's Instagram posts. I think it's it's a fine experience, not worth the hype, most overrated. Dang. Wow. Um, I'm going to go most overrated with the Star Wars Galactic Cruiser. 
Now, I hear you all saying, but it isn't even open yet, you miserable old fart. (laughs) But I stand by my decision. The few small and short videos that have been released by the Disney company have already been overhyped and oversold and over-deleted sometimes. And I can't be the only one who agrees because we are seeing blocks of reservation dates coming back online as people start canceling their plans for the opening month of this dinner theater simulator. I, I, I agree with you 100%. Bev. Say it with me. Web slingers. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, I echo everything that Terrence said. Specifically, the ride is not fun frankly um mm-hmm. midway is a thousand times better um your arms get tired <laughs> and i know that just might be me because i'm a weakling and out of shape but my arms were legit tired and it's it, that actually made it really even more annoying because i was like well i just i kind of just want to quit and the line to ride ratio is stupid yeah. like for the amount of time that you are currently having to wait in that ride for the amount of ride that you get it is a hundred percent not worth it Makes and sense. also overrated. <laughs> yeah. And when you get there, because I feel that way about Peter Pan also. I mean, I think we all sort of do. It's like, it's a cool ride, but if it's like half an hour or more, it's not worth it. And that, that oh, really like these rides can be the, the best, most explosive, you know, cool things. But there, there is a limit on like how long I'm going to wait and what that payoff is. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I remember when Harry Potter ride opened, there was like a seven hour wait or whatever. And I'm like, Nothing is worth that, but you know, that's opening week or whatever. And then everything sort of dies down. You know, it is what it is like for, for the amount of time we waited for that ride, which is like 45 minutes or whatever, totally worth it. Yeah. But not much is in my opinion. And like, go do something else and come back. Yeah. I don't know. That's just me. Yeah. But at least the Harry Potter ride is absolutely spectacular. Yes. Look how old it is now. It's still better than anything I've been on at Disney. Dang. By far, I went even Expedition so Everest. Yeah, I would. I would go on Harry Potter over any, if any. If it was next to any other Disney ride, and I just had a choice, Harry Potter every time. Oh wow! Yeah, I, I would ride that ride, even though during the like three D parts, I have to close my eyes. The, yeah, there was a moment because it's because <laughs> yeah, it, it does like gives you like one eighty when you, when you rotate and like when the Dementors were chasing, I felt a little little sicky and my my stomach was a little grumbly. Um, so I don't know that I could go on it all the time, but, uh, Expedition Everest, I could probably do all the time. No, I wrote Expedition Everest in a row. There's a hard limit. Yeah, absolutely. That's it, right? I got everybody? Yeah. All right, good. Uh, sad to see you go. This next category is things we miss in 2022 that were around in 2021, and, uh, we're sad to see them go, quite frankly. Who should go first? I'll go first, just because I'm here. Uh, sad to see you go. Me, from the Disney parks. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Uh, even on the last couple of trips we took to the parks, I didn't really walk away with the feeling that I got that I wanted out of the trips. Disneyland isn't really relaxing, uh, at least not when you're me with my altered brain chemistry. Everything is a rush to beat crowds, to maximize time, to stretch the dollar spend. Prices keep going up on things like... Uh, prices keep going up on things I like, such as beer and alcohol and food. Disney tries to get the most money they can out of their guests, which is not something that is specifically a trait of the Disney company by any means, but those things do devalue the experience for me personally. But I can overlook that and just maybe go less, and that's fine. 
But then when you add COVID into the mix, and it's just a hard no for me right now, especially with an unvaccinated child, a trip to Disneyland just wouldn't be worth her getting sick, no matter how rare it could be or, or, or uncommon it is. Uh, I guess I'm evolving what I want out of a trip to Disneyland. And instead of pushing to go from open to close, I want to enjoy my visit. And I don't think that my brain would actually really let me do that in any capacity if we have to worry about masks and distancing, hand washing, hotels. Uh, I'm actually feeling kind of hot now. Are you, are you guys hot? Are you, <laughs> I, I'm not, I don't really think I'm feeling well. I'm going to go take a test. Uh, I'll be back soon. Taryn, why don't you go ahead and, and, and take the next one while I, while I uh, swab my nose and my throat, please. Sure, sure. Uh, sad to see you go. Um, the Disney stores... Sad that they're gone. Oh, oh. Wah, wah, wah. Um, I actually have a couple more because I couldn't choose. Um, so Disney stores. Oh, you're sad about a lot of stuff. I am. Uh, annual <laughs> passes. Because let's be honest, they're gone. Well, they're back though, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, but they're not the same. That's uh, true. Fast passes. And of course, the wonderful Betty White. I'm going to cry. I couldn't yeah. even respond to your text the other day, Taryn. That was so sad. He became known as the boy who cried continuously. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like, you know, Terrence, if you keep holding in these feelings, you're going to end up being like Forrest Gump and you're going to be just continuously crying across country. Can't stop. (laughs) Terrence, why don't you go ahead and go go next, please? Uh, Sad to see you go. Uh, The dream and believe key passes. I don't know if you guys know this or not, but the two top tier of the magic key passes are completely sold out. I was having a getting a Christmas gift for myself because I'll be <laughs> traveling to LA um, a lot more frequently to help out with things going on with my grandmother. And my Christmas gift to myself was the ability to get a, a magic key and go into the parks. And yet already the two top tiers are sold out completely. And that's just crazy to me. And it really reminds me again that the times they are a change in as it relates to Disneyland. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dan, Dan Shaw, of course, from um, uh, Supreme Resort and uh, Scraping the Vault. He says, sad to see you go Steakhouse 55, but mainly the weird bar outside of it. And that bar was ultimately highly, highly weird. It was weird, and it was actually better than the restaurant. I it think. was better than the restaurant, but it was like it's like the walk. It's like they took the walkway and then carved out a section of the walkway and made it a bar because you could sit there. It was it was more like a hotel bar, yes. and it was it was not funky at all. It was it, I didn't like it. Um, Steakhouse Fifty Five was the one that had the the escalator going up next to the old yes. car from Autopia, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That was weird. That yeah. was a weird. It was a weird bar, dude. Where was that? In the Disneyland Hotel. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've never been inside the Disneyland Hotel. Oh, you got to do oh, it. Wow. They have cool it's stuff to look at in the lobby and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, Bev. Sad to see you go. I put fast passes because, as Taryn spoke about earlier. Something they gave us free for over 20 years we now have to pay for because <laughs> we're idiots. <laughs> yeah, you know, I was going to put that also, but I'm also not really sad to see them go because as we've covered here for years, Kyle has been ranting on the show for years about how fast passes make lines longer. But they make me feel good. Yeah, well, that's the thing. So, like, I was I was going to put that. I was like, I'm not really sad to see them go. I'm sad to see they have a replacement now. But, but so, like, Matt and Michelle were just there. Mm-hmm. Uh, over Christmas and they said that it was like business as usual with fast passes like hella people bought the genie key 
or whatever it's called. Genie yeah. Plus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all keys plus magic That's right. dreams. It's like Miami in the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he keys was like, yeah, and magic so and dreams. Like, they let like four lightning lane people through to every one regular line. And so the regular lines were absolutely terrible. Right. That's what you do. That's so, that's how it's always been. Yeah. It's just a new name. All right. Did we get everybody? No. Jeremy. Oh, no, Round Jeremy. us out, please. Sorry, man. Sad to see you go. Pam Brody. The delightful Pam Brody passed away this year at the age of 92. She was a beloved entertainer at the Rosen Crown Pub and Dining Room at Epcot's UK Pavilion. She was often referred to as the hat lady or the button lady at the Rosen Crown for her distinctive headwear and buttons like the pearlies she was meant to represent. She spent over two decades delighting patrons singing and playing the piano. Originally born in Dublin, Ireland, she eventually got a gig on the Queen Mary cruise ship, which led her to a 12-year run performing at Castle Harbor Hotel in Bermuda. She and her husband eventually settled down in Orlando, where she began her legendary career at Epcot. She never used sheet music, playing it all including requests by ear. So Pam Brody, thanks for the memories. We are sad to see you go. Mazel. Mazel. This is one of my favorite categories because if you read it in Jeremy's voice, it all just makes perfect sense. Mm -hmm. The next category we're going to be discussing is enough already (laughs) this is where it becomes really clear that jeremy came up with these categories (laughs) (laughs) because i I do actually really remember um being conned into this and i'm like i don't know he's like i'll 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 give you some ideas jeremy basically came up with the whole thing this is this is the jeremy show uh terrence why don't you let bev go first bev go ahead okay still and always Star Wars. <laughs> stop it. Enough already. Freaking stop it. And I'm going to actually add Marvel into that. Ooh. Stop. I don't care. This- I don't need a backstory on every character. I don't need to see them in different scenarios that you've imagined. Quit <laughs> trying to milk this cash cow. Come up with a new idea. <laughs> <laughs> Enough already. <laughs> it's true because remember a couple of years ago they told us you know what we got the message we're gonna back off we're gonna pump the brakes yeah. no you yeah. did not well they, they, re- did, they, they rehired for six seconds they rehired like, kennedy they and then now she's just pumping it up well and and this is what i'm saying like you know Iger bought all these ips and of course the company is going to be using the investment that the company made so we're going to be seeing these things forever so the more that you like these things you got to blame Iger for them she never yep. bought them Star Wars oh, is yeah. dead. Leave it alone. Your biggest winner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's why he he won, <laughs> and we lost. We lost. Yeah. That's and hey, we lost. We're the losers. Terrence, go ahead, please. Enough already. <clears throat> Lynn Manuel <laughs> Miranda. Girl, bye. Thank you. Go. Count. Bye. Gone. I feel like Hamilton was literally his pen. He should have ended on that high note. He should have been, look, I'm good. I'll take the money. I'm going to move. I'm going to get the house. And everything he's putting out now is just straight woof. It is what is terrible. What is he? What has he done? I mean, I Encanto. It's the latest thing he did. Oh, and that's it what was, he did. Okay. Who 
horrible, horrible. Lin-Manuel Miranda, Hamilton's passable. We'll give you that, but you're done. Girl, bye. <laughs> Enough already. <laughs> he did Moana, too. Moana rocks. I want Jeremy to do Spectro <clears throat> Time on Moana. No, I'm not doing it because I hate Moana. <sighs> but I want you to. Moana is a Moana decent movie. It's a good movie, but it's not soundtrack rules. Oh my gosh, it's so good! No, the movie is Mary. He was in Mary Poppins Returns, which was horrible. (laughs) Of course, it was. It was not good. You guys are saying this like nobody knew this was going to happen. Of course, it's horrible. It was really disappointingly bad. (laughs) Of course. and if and if there is a movie that needed to have good music, it was that one, and it had the worst music. Well, a lot of people are saying about Encanto is that it sounds like he repurposed music that got cut from Hamilton. Hmm. Oh, interesting. Said the same thing. Yeah, Said but the same exact thing, Jeremy. I mean, that's you know that's what happens. What art? I mean, Disney's been doing that for a hundred thousand years. Just repurposing. Don't like any of that crap. Don't. If it got (laughs) cut, it got cut for a reason. It's no good. Just because of space. I don't know, man. I don't think it really got cut. I just think what they're implying is that he is a one-trick pony. Like he has a style, and he can only make music of that one particular style. I don't know. Moana would uh, tend to disagree with you. That's you're welcome. I love that movie. I love for the sun and the stars and the moon. I'm the rock I even, and I, I even can't like that sing. Song. <laughs> song rules, dude. I don't care. They're all good. Um, I don't like the shiny song. Oh god! I, you, we've had this conversation, and I don't want to hate you any more than I do already. I know it's, it's so annoying. <laughs> wow, are you gonna like stand up, please? <laughs> Sorry, that was really annoying. Um, who's next for enough already? Me? I don't know. I think you call on people. We yeah. don't have. Any. I know, and I do yeah. this literally every <laughs> year. Gone. Like I can't do it. Who's gone? Bev, Jeremy's gone. Terrence no, is gone. I haven't. Jeremy, go. You all look the same to me. I don't know. Oh <laughs> <clears throat> enough already with Imagineer Zach Ridley. <laughs> Dang, you're really calling someone Damn, out. I'm calling them out by name. Yeah. Specifically, yeah. Last year, I said that Imagineering were the biggest losers. Now I've honed it in on one yeah. in particular. Yeah. Who lives at 479 Round Tree Lane. Social security number is 42. This guy just less is more. He posts on Instagram all the time. Every single update. One post was him holding up color chips of the paint scheme of the new creation shop at Epcot. He must have 30 posts for this one store. And it's a store. It's not even that good. Uh, can Disney just open up a store and shut up about it? Do I need 30 posts from Zach Ridley? It sells the same crap as everyone else, apart from the hideous Epcot muscle t-shirt. I don't know what we were thinking marketing this like this. <laughs> then there was the time he was running around the new Space 220 restaurant before it opened in his reflective vest and his hard hat. Meanwhile, the carpet was installed. They're fluffing the place. Like, calm down, Ridley. A big girder is not going to hit you in the head at this point. They're just fluffing it. And also, why does a restaurant in space even have carpet? You're you are an Imagineer. You're 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 doing all this. You're annoying me on Instagram, and then you are teasing me with a restaurant in outer space that has carpet. I'm so sure they're vacuuming the International Space Station. Go away. <laughs> 
way. I'm sure they're vacuuming the internet, but they're also not serving steak on the International Space Station either. <laughs> or like some sort of foam. Well, you know, this is the other thing is, I think that that was another missed opportunity, is it actually could have felt more like... I don't know, like more like a real space experience and give me more things. Like, why wasn't one of the desserts astronaut ice cream? That's what I was just thinking, right? When you said that, I'm like, okay, astronaut ice cream. And then you said astronaut ice cream. And yeah, I mean, the the food was very, what are the molecular gastronomy? Like, it was definitely like for, you know, forward. Yeah. But I don't know. I thought molecular gastronomy like went out with the gastro pub or like before where people are like, you know, deconstructing the martini or something like that. (laughs) <laughs> wait molecular gastronomy is a real term yeah yeah it was like big and uh, like i think like the early aughts where they yeah. were like like bubbles with you know like you make a yeah. a, a jelly and then you inj- use a thing to a pipette to like inject fluid into the thing and it makes these little balls and you put the ball right. it's like <laughs> it's very iron chef america foam yeah. and all that crap yeah right um enough already who's next I will go. Go, please. Thank you. Uh, Enough already. Putting a plus sign at the end of a word to make it marketable. (laughs) I'm actually starting to find it patronizing. Like, I've never even used Genie Plus, and I already hate it, and part of it is its name. Get over yourself, Disney. You aren't cool because you use a symbol in a brand name. You aren't Prince. (laughs) (laughs) All right. There you go. Yeah, you're the blue one, not the purple one. Uh, Enough already. (laughs) With the Chapek hate. Oh, jeez. Disney fans love to bully people online, and Disney news outlets love to encourage that, only to report on how is it that Disney fans bully people online. We have no idea what Chapek has done these last two years, and yet he gets all the hatred focused squarely on his big bald head. And why? Is it because he lacks the rugged sophistication of a Bob Iger? Is it because his last name is kind of hard to spell? Or that he looks like a big toe? (laughs) (laughs) we are too quick to judge this man and everyone needs to back off bobby c and let the man do some work first let's let's have him specifically say i did this thing i understand the music for harmonious he did sort of say that but that's just beside the point he doesn't deserve as much uh, of the uh, Sisyphusian boulder g- rolling down over his big toe head um, than uh, than he's getting. Okay, oh, great one. When are we allowed to criticize him? <laughs> Can you let me know the date? Uh, yes, this after this year. Because Bob... January because 5th, 2023. Bob Iger has officially left the company as of the first of the year. It is officially all Bob Chapek. Let's see what the man has to do. Let's see what he does. All right. All right. <laughs> All right, did we get everybody? Yes. Knuckleheads. All right, best... And now it's time for the best Disney dollar spent. Now, this could be a piece of merchandise, um, a trip, um, a bobble. Who knows? Whatever it is, what was the best Disney dollar spend, in our opinions, in 2021? Um... Taryn. The best Disney dollar spent was Disney World raising their minimum wage to $15 an hour. <laughs> Sorry. That's all. Okay. 
Uh, Terrence. All right, Beverly, don't hit listen to this because I'm going to give you a compliment. <laughs> The best Disney dollar spent was our trip in November with Beverly and Abby. Now, we normally have 439 people that go on trips with us, and it is a little overwhelming. We had seven people for the most part with us, um, me and Becca and the kids and Bev and Abby. Um, sharing one room was a tight fit, but honestly, um, each of the kids said this was definitely their favorite trip of all time, and I tend to agree. So that was our best Aww. Disney dollar spent. Oh, that's nice. Nice. I would love it I'm if Vlad said the your, same thing. I'm glad that your favorite trip didn't involve the other three of us. <laughs> <laughs> we have been on trips with you. That is true. Yeah. <laughs> not, not in this, not last year, Jeremy. Of all time was the 100th, hands down. Fair or the Okay. Yeah. Each other for the race. Well, what I would have said was that Jeremy is always in my heart everywhere I go, so I would have automatically included you, Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> keep a tuft of his hair in my wallet so i took you with me <laughs> all right jared go ahead man best disney dollar spent was adding coco to philhar magic mickey's philhar magic is an attraction original to disney world but has now expanded to tokyo disney disneyland paris and disney california adventure this 3d journey into classic disney films such as peter pan the little mermaid fantasia aladdin and the lion king got an update this year with the addition of a coco segment better still they just made it longer they didn't remove one of the other segments in order to add in coco in addition, at Magic Kingdom, the equipment and visuals were upgraded with the new video crystal clear, the music sounding great, and Coco added in. This attraction is a delight. All they had to do was add in another segment. They didn't have to build huge infrastructure, tear down the Disney World Railroad for four years, divert traffic for months and months and months, put up walls, construct ugly barges, drop the middle of the park and block all the views. They just plussed the attraction, breathing new life into it, making it more relevant while simultaneously preserving its nostalgia. This should be the model in how to evolve and update these parks in a meaningful way with little investment. JPEG. Are you listening? Maybe he Best did it. Disney dollar spent. Finally, a change I love. Maybe he did it. Maybe he was responsible for it. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope so. Ben, go ahead, please. Uh, I have two for this one because I answered it in two very different ways. Okay. So um, my first is a little bit of a cheat. The best Disney dollar spent by Disney. And the money may not have been spent yet, but the best decision that has been made is the decision to overhaul Toontown. Mm. Okay. 100%. Oh. That's a good one. Um, and then my personal best Disney dollar spent was my trip to Disney World with my family, which no offense, Terrence. It was really nice to Didn't, get to go no. to Disney World, see Jeremy, see, see the day other parks. Yeah. Actually go to a Disney park where Sam had a good time. It was nice. <laughs> well, liquor at every corner will help. A it lot was of great. Times, yeah. <laughs> uh, for me, the best Disney dollar spent uh, of 2021 is Disney Plus. Honestly, having a large chunk of Disney content available on demand for only $7.99 a month is a staggeringly good deal in the context of what Disney likes to charge for things. Disney does not like to do anything out of value. And I think that if you are a big Disney head and like to watch even a few Disney movies and shows a month, it's worth every penny, which sort of does backtrack when we originally canceled Disney Plus because there wasn't a whole lot on. Um, I still feel that it's not it's gotten a lot better. Um, so I'm happy to, like, you know, have it back now, um, even though we just watch Marvel movies on it <laughs> and a couple of those Star Wars um, 
visions, uh, you know, things, which I don't know, man, maybe I'm just getting too old for anime, but I just can't, it's, I'm, I, I couldn't finish them all. They were weird. But yeah, I don't know. I think, I think the, your best Disney dollar spend of 2021, if you can still get it, Disney plus, go ahead and do it. Check it out. See what happens. Nice. Are we all done? I tried to keep track of everybody there. Did I get everybody? <laughs> yeah. All right. Thank you, Taryn, for answering me. You're welcome. Now it's time for the worst Disney dollar spent. What's the worst Disney dollar that you spent in 2021 at the parks? We're about to tell you because we know everything. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to go ahead and start because it'll be easier to keep track of that way. Uh, Magic Key. You can't get dates despite the sales language and despite paying up front for the privilege to do so. It's been very, very hard for people, so much so that there's a class action lawsuit potentially in the works here um, to uh, get people reimbursed and, and to get everything sort of worked out properly. So uh, I think that was sort of, uh, you know, and the, 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 the feedback online is there's a lot of regret going on with these uh, magic key things. So um, that was the worst. Taryn, what do you got? Uh, my worst it's not my dollar, but the worst Disney dollar spent was um, whatever that giant blue carpet cost that they laid out for Disney Plus Day. I mean, really, anything they spent yeah. on Disney Plus Day, but specifically that blue carpet. What a waste. Yeah, it's like they just skinned Genie and like rolled him out. Yeah, don't don't give employees an extra dollar an hour. Let's buy a giant blue carpet that we get to use once and then throw to a landfill. That was relatively plush, if I may add. I bet you I they'll there. just. I bet you they'll do it again. I bet you they're going to reuse it. You can't reuse it. You have like no, hundred thousand people filthy. going over it. Yeah, they have industrial carpet cleaners. No, she was gone. All right. <laughs> she gone. Terrence, go ahead, please. My personal worst Disney dollars spent was the meal that I bought for myself and my family from Rancho de Zocolo. <laughs> now, this used to be the spot. And we went there again. Um, the menu has changed. The The Rancho Burrito, which was phenomenal back in the day, is no longer in existence. Um, it took me, I think the third cast member I talked about was the only one who even knew what I was talking about. The Caesar and, salad is also gone. Yeah, Caesar salad's also gone. And everything is smaller. Everything is blander. And everything is meh. Oh, no. I agree meh. with all of that. Wow. Wow, that's very disappointing. Yeah, like my burrito, my human adult size burrito was this big. Really? What is that? Four which inches? The, which used to be the kid size burrito because but the kid size burrito and I'm I swear to God I am not making this up. It was that big. What is that? Three inches? That's like a spring roll. It was like two. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Good lord. Like that it, is uh, back back in the day, like I could get a rancho, like the rancho burrito and split it down the middle and Becca and I would eat it and there would be stuff left over. And with this, like mm. Tommy, who is not an eater by any stretch of the imagination, ate the entire thing and was still hungry. He even ate the nasty rice. <laughs> sure did. Well, and didn't they uh, sort of revamp the menus for COVID for like the reduced staff and everything? Is it just maybe a carryover of that? hopefully that's what it is but i mean when so the first time this is the second time i've eaten there since they've reopened um since the closure the first time was um when 
I, I, there was no masks. You didn't have to wear a mask anywhere kind of a thing. Um, and it was bland this time. It was masks ins- inside. Um, and it was just the same thing. So they may have carried it over from there. But I'm telling you, I, I've i got to compare what I'm getting now to what yeah. I used to get. And right. what I'm getting now, I, I'm good. I'm good. And I'm pretty sure you're paying more. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. yeah. And it's more, I forgot, it's more expensive as well. Wow. All right, Jeremy. Worst Disney dollar spent tearing up interventions at Epcot to b- build the as yet unrealized Moana Journey of Water attraction that's coming. The project has been underway for three years now, and it still looks like a complete disaster zone. The symmetry of interventions, formerly Communicore, has been destroyed. Everything dug up. Also, we can get a water walkthrough attraction with the horribly overexposed Moana. You can't swing a dead cat without hitting something Moana in these parks. Is it that good? No. The Enchantment Fireworks has two Moana segments. Harmonious opens with Moana. What is going on here? Anyway, a water-themed walkthrough will not have been worth the cost of losing the central architectural integrity of Epcot. Unimagineering strikes again. This is a waste of money. Get bent. I'm over it. What's the thing it was? Wow. What's the thing it was? Yeah. What What is the thing you said? What's the name of the thing? The Moana Journey of Water. No, but that it's replacing because I I'm, I'm thinking Illuminations in my head, but I know that's not right. Inno- it's replacing Innovations. Innovations. Okay. Thank you very much. All right. <laughs> it's like I just I can't I can't yeah. Innovations make way make way. <laughs> Innovations. It's time you knew. <laughs> The story of Mo. <laughs> what is that? What are you doing? <laughs> Riffing on the song for Mo. Oh, okay. I might keep these sound effects. Oh, good. Great. <laughs> Bev. I have a couple for this one also. Um. Freaking Avengers Campus. <laughs> it is a building with a balcony that characters go stand on and wave down at you. So <laughs> like, hi, Thor. That's it. That's it. And then also, hey, Thor. The uh, hey. I don't. What were the warriors from um, Wakanda? Yes. The, the women, the bald women called. Mm-hmm. They War, the warriors. Whatever. They do like a dance out in front with their spears and they make you like do it, too. It's so lame. Like, I thought you'd at least get to, like, walk through the Avengers campus. Like, there'd be some cool stuff on the... It's literally a building with a balcony. Yeah, you know, and from from the videos I've seen, the photos I've seen, it sort of looks like you're just in a big stage play, and then these are just, like, the mock-ups, and you just sort of walking through. But then I realized that's sort of like Disneyland. Yeah, but, I mean, I, it, I think it's a waste of money. Honestly, they could set that whole place on fire and just get the shawarma cart, cart out of there. And <laughs> Save the shawarma cart. And uh, and I promise I, I had these written before we started, but um, that big, stupid blue carpet is also on my list because <laughs> it's the most incredibly wasteful thing I've ever seen. So um, and also my magic key. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome for that. Yeah. Uh, all right. We're good. We're clear. We're clear. Uh, actually, I was really surprised that Jeremy didn't say the worst dollar spent was barges i know i'm really surprised by that one well they started to show up in the in 2020 ah 
Okay. So they finished showing up issue. this year, but they did. Mm. They straddled. So uh, there you gotcha. go. I decided to move on from that. Never trust a set. Uh, but they did prove to be bars. just as terrible as we had all feared. So <laughs> all of us. <laughs> all right. Now it's time to talk about the biggest Disney villain in the company, around the companies, anything the company's involved with. What's the biggest Disney villain? What ruined the biggest Disney time? Uh, Jeremy, I'm going to let you go ahead and uh, start us off, please. Oh, man, I have two, but I'm only going to pick one. So I'm going to go for this. The cucumber culprit of living with the land. You'll recall on In-Depth, I reported that a dastardly woman who appeared in a TikTok video as she leapt from her living with the land boat to snatch a cucumber from the exhibit. This filthy, disgusting animal of a person who doesn't know how to comport herself is exactly the type of guest I hate. Epcot is very careful about the Living with the Land exhibit. It is important guests um, don't walk on the sand so as not to disturb the careful ecosystem they are maintaining. And this garbage pile of human excrement thought she'd be so cool jumping off and stealing a cucumber. She didn't ultimately look that cool. Clearly not a tremendous athlete. She clumsily fell down, bouncing back onto the boat as her unwieldy body thrashed about. She finally made it safely back onto the boat. Cucumber Thief, you are Disney's biggest villain of 2021. Also, never mind. Bev, go ahead. Let that go. (laughs) Uh, Biggest Disney villain um, is us. (laughs) Adult Disney fans. Oh, okay. I was hoping it would be the show. (laughs) We make it pretty terrible for everybody. (laughs) That's fair. All right, that's it. That's all I got. Yeah, that's it. It literally is ears up. No, it's literally adult Disney fans. Oh, adult Disney fans. Why do, why do you say that? Expand on that. Oh, because we roll in there like hell of entitled, like I paid to be here, but but like it's a family thing, but I feel like we get annoyed by kids and Oh yeah. You know, <laughs> we make it we suck. We do. <clears throat> yeah. I mean adults just are sort of inherently sucky. Yeah. Selfish. Yeah. Uh, Taryn, go ahead, please. Um, my biggest Disney hero, it's got, wait. Villain. 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 Oh, Ooh, goodness. Wow, goodness. we almost got a preview, Ooh. folks. <laughs> biggest Disney villain, Bobby Paycheck. Oh, um, stop He's, it. it's not my, it's not my opinion. This is not my opinion. He's this just. This is fact. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, I didn't know that. I forgot. <laughs> this is fact. My bad. He's the guy that everyone loves to hate. I'm sorry. Whether you think he should be fired or given a chance, he is absolutely Disney's 2021 biggest Disney villain. Terrence. That's probably true. Yeah, Terrence. Go ahead, please. So. Um, my biggest Disney villain is not, it's not something that Disney had any uh, say over. Uh, the biggest Disney villain is COVID. Ooh. So um, it's just not the same. And I'm not going to get into the politics of it. I'm not going to get into the safety versus sanity. I'm not going to get into any of that. It just doesn't feel the same anymore. It doesn't feel the same because um, in the back of your mind, you're thinking about, safety and protecting yourself in the middle of a place that was created to remove all of the worries of life and thrust you into a fantasy world (laughs) and so it just doesn't feel the same anymore so i don't know i miss the characters walking around i miss all that stuff and so just hope we can get back to that at some point because i really really love that 
Yeah, I never, I didn't think of it in that respect, but it does sort of go against the sign that you walk under where you leave yeah. today, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Today doesn't leave now. It's yeah. not. You're still there. Yeah. <laughs> it really doesn't. Yeah. Uh, well, my biggest Disney villain is COVID, of course. Oh. Now I'm taking Bev's spot by uh, linking with Terrence uh, in the mind meld. Uh, COVID absolutely destroyed the Disney parks. Disney cast members and the guest experience. And while things were looking up in as much as all the parks were open, uh, Hong Kong, I think is now closing. And I think Disneyland Paris is closing soon. I don't know. There's there's some, a couple of the parks are now going to be closing back down again uh, because of COVID. So we're not done with it yet in 2022, but 2021 definitely was, uh, was ruined by, um, you know, by, by COVID. So um, yeah, I agree with Terrence. Do you want to hear my alternative, or are we going long? Uh, no, I want to hear your alternative, man. This I is, had two from Disney Villain. This so is an award have, show. This is, yeah. This is my backup. Josh Tomorrow. Sorry. I was pretty to play you out. Played him off the yeah, stage? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been funny if you kept talking, but I timed it wrong, so it's my uh. fault. <laughs> okay. Josh Tomorrow. Oh, no. Yes. Huh. This is the president of Walt Disney Parks and Experiences. This guy is bad news because he flies under your radar. Oh, He comes across as this endearing, carried, wide-eyed, benevolent guy. Didn't you, call him, a, of, didn't you call him a smoke show once? Mm-hmm. Bro is hot. He's a good-looking dude. He is. He's, He's good just good-looking within the realm of the Disney world. <laughs> like, it, like a, You put him on, on a street in New York City, he's, he's average at best. Oh, he's wow. A, he's an eight at he, Disneyland, but a, but a five in Manhattan. A, yeah, yeah, he's sta- when yeah. he's standing next to a guy that Jason described as a large toe. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, anybody's going to look foxy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's all relative. You're an L.A. five, but a New York 10 or whatever. Yeah, uh, something like that. <laughs> It's all a facade. He's part and parcel to every decision Bob Chapek makes, if not directly responsible for many of the things we ultimately end up blaming Chapek for. And that's why he's so sinister, because he hides his evil deeds behind a smile and a well-coiffed hairdo. But I see you, Josh Tomorrow. I know your villainy. You are Disney's second biggest villain after the cucumber gal. <laughs> I love it. See, that's oh. the problem. People with hair can get away with a lot more than us bald people. Oh, yes, definitely. Right, Terrence? You got it. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I don't give away with nothing. No, man. <laughs> uh, all right. Was that it, Jarrett? Yeah. I love it. Now for the savior of the 2020 Disney year, the biggest Disney hero. I'm going to let... Terrence, go ahead and go first on this. What's your biggest Disney hero of last year, Terrence? Biggest Disney hero is... I'm sorry. I I just lost it. Is Robert A. Iger. I don't know what's up with these dudes and not having a proper middle name. But Robert Iger is the biggest hero. This dude (sighs) is amazing. And he's doing his best, at least publicly, to support JPEG. He's solidifying his place as the second best CEO of the company of all time since the very mention of him possibly returning to the position puts so many people at ease. I think that's the only reason why no one has stormed 
uh, Bob Chapek's house right now is because they're like, oh, we don't want to kill him yet. Maybe Bob Iger will come back and help him out. That's insane. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah, cool. Do you have a boo? Cause... I don't have a boo, but uh, <laughs> I, that deserves one. Maybe this is the one that we can all record and just do it the same time. Boo. Yourselves. Jeremy, go ahead, please. Biggest Disney okay, the, hero. My biggest Disney hero. Uh, this goes to someone by the name of Dave Portnoy. Do you know who this guy is? No, <laughs> no I, it, it, the name sounds know that name. familiar, but like I don't really know. He's a little bit controversial right now. He's the owner of something called Barstool Sports. Oh yeah, Boston base. Okay, so they. Okay, yeah. yeah. He's got 2.7 million Twitter followers, but he's been a little, he's a little controversial right now. I think there's maybe some sort of alleged Me Too thing possibly happening with him right now. But apart, yeah. from, apart from that, he showed up at Disney World last week. He's going around posting videos. He was in celebration. Apparently, one of the things he does is rate and review pizza. So he's going around. He's at, he's at the pizza place in celebration rating it. Well, he posts a review of uh, Pizza Rizzo at Hollywood Studios. It got a fair rating, but that doesn't matter. My favorite part of him was this clip where he talks about the insanity of what we all do and deal with every day at these horrible Disney parks. Take a listen. And by the way, the rides, you wait in line for an hour and a half and they're one minute long. I don't know how they pull that off. <laughs> like he's just like this guy from nowhere, never been here. He's like, how the hell did they pull this off? <laughs> <laughs> That is true. I loved that clip. Calling us out, calling out Disney with these ridiculous rides and wait times. Dave Portnoy, you are my 2021 Disney hero. <laughs> All right. That's awesome. Taryn. Um, well, my biggest Disney hero is also Bob Iger, but for a little bit of a different reason. Uh, he's he's the biggest Disney hero for basically saying that he no longer wants to take any responsibility for this sinking ship. And we know it's not really sinking, but it does feel like there's a lot of questionable choices being made. And he's like, bye, Felicia. (laughs) Okay. My biggest Disney hero, Bob Chapek. No, it is not. (sighs) Bob Chapek was handed a wet fish, a sock full of oranges, a phone book to the gut. Despite these setbacks, Chapek is pushing on, sharpening the teeth of the Disney company cogs so they grip just a bit easier with every turn. He knows how to solve problems, and he will correct the ones facing us in 2022. I think he will turn Disney Genie around. He'll integrate theatrical releases with digital content a bit better. He'll retool the reservation experience for the betterment of all. Bob will get us through. We just have to embrace him. Embrace Bob. No, you act like this guy got drafted into Disney <laughs> Company last year and he's never worked there before. He has been at the very most senior levels of this company operating for a number of years. He's been, he's been with the company for 20 years, but he has been in the most senior management positions, decision making positions for a number of years. And you're acting like he's just like he like this landed in his lap. <laughs> he is part of what he didn't inherit this. He built it. And now he's driving it. He maybe uh, supported the decisions that he would not have made otherwise in order to keep his job. But I refuse to I refuse to lay at his feet 
the problems that the Disney parks and the Disney company are experiencing at this moment. It is not all him because he was not in charge. It's ultimately the person at the top who's in charge. We forget how, how quickly Bob Iger or yeah, Bob Iger moved in all this IP made all of these decisions that are now people are starting not to like for some reason. And they're pointing their, their, their vial at JPEG, but only online because everyone likes to complain online. They sign their name on a web form and then they forget about it. So I don't think people really care that much. I don't know. The end. I, you, why are you absolving him of responsibility? If he didn't want the responsibility, he didn't have to take this job. I'm not absolving him of responsibility. I'm just saying we should judge him fairly and wait for this. Wait for this year. Bob Iger is now gone. Let's wait for the year to be over before we sign a petition, before we sign our name to a web form that some fan fiction site decided to re-up two years after the fact. I think that this is less about Bob Paycheck and more about you and that website. (laughs) Uh, No, Uh, I think Bob is going to do great. We need to embrace Bob. That's all I'm saying. Did everyone go? Because there's a really good one from the chat that I'd like to. Well, I haven't oh. gone yet. No, everyone oh. has not gone, but go ahead. Um, well, Lisa in the chat, her biggest Disney hero is Tom Amin. Because, because his magical oh. meditations is a guaranteed way to unwind and fall asleep. Oh, Lisa. I thought that was so nice. Now you're my biggest oh. Disney hero, Lisa. <laughs> that was nice of LGH. I like it. Pass that on to Tom. Yeah. Um, okay, who hasn't gone? Well, I hadn't gone, and I wish we had waited for Lisa's because you guys were playing right into mine, which is no one. <laughs> Hero <laughs> does not exist outside of the movies that they create. Yeah. The end. Standing ovation. Thank I think that's it. fair. <laughs> Thank you. You wait in line for an hour and a half, and they're one minute long. I don't know how they pull that off. <laughs> I don't know how they pull that. It, it sounds like it's Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> it really spoke to me. I don't know how they pulled that off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, go ahead. Who's next? Taryn? I went. Everyone went? We're starting a new one, yeah. Damn. I'm so bad at this. You really are. Thanks, man. <laughs> this, this is it. This is in a certain order. I, I, I'm... Well, the problem is Terrence disappeared during the break, and then I lost the order. That's the problem. No, we were going in weird order the whole time. I know. <laughs> yeah. All right. And now, new for this year, the biggest welcome back for Disney 2021. Yeah, thanks a lot, Jeremy. This was hard. This was tough, but, uh, <laughs> you know, it's good to knock the old cobwebs off the brainerino. Uh, Taryn, go first, please. jeez. Ah, um, okay. The biggest welcome back is rumors about a third gate at Disneyland. God, here we go again. Disney announced Disneyland Forward, a three-part expansion consisting of a parking garage, entertainment area, and a theme park. As usual, aside from detailless concept drawings, there are no details. But it gave the Disney fans a big boost in coming up with speculation and rumors on what the third gate might be. You all can stop. It's obviously going to be some kind of water park. Duh the end but welcome back rumors <laughs> all right great bev go ahead please well this one's sort of a gimme but disneyland itself <laughs> welcome back <laughs> <laughs> terrence <laughs> um 
this is specifically for the West Coast because I know the East Coast has had this for a while, but nighttime spectaculars, oh. especially World of Color. Looking forward to sticking around until the end of the evening to watch a parade, see fireworks, or catch the second most magical nighttime spectacular there has ever been, World of Color, coming only behind Illuminations, Reflections of Earth. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, I know. All that right, was Jared. definitely for you. It's the best ever. <laughs> Thank you. Go ahead, Jer. Welcome back in person run Disney events. There you go. Yes. Walt Disney World's Wine and Dine weekend kicked off in the first weekend of November this year. And just today, Disney World Marathon weekend opened up its expo today, and the 5K starts in just four hours from now so. <laughs> you're not doing it are you he is I'm doing, doing the half marathon on saturday that's why we had to move to oh. tonight instead of tomorrow dang i will move heaven and earth to get jeremy on the show good job yeah, or at least ask everybody in an email once uh, <laughs> uh for me it's the mother flipping muppets baby we back we back out here baby the Muppets are back and ready to absolutely just skyhook, rotate 360, dunk savagely on all the haters who wanted the Muppet 3D experience killed with fire from DCA. First, we got the awesome crossover we never knew we needed, which was Muppet's Haunted Mansion. And then the furry team came back to the parks in the holiday parade, delighting guests sitting uh, only on the right side of Main Street, apparently. Uh, but look, we're here, we're fuzzy, and we're ready for 2022. Let's go. This can be the Muppets, baby. Let's go. All right. All right. Because you saw that. Uh, you guys ever see those videos of like the, the Muppets in the holiday parade? They're on like the double-decker bus. But the back of the, the yes, half of the you bus, you couldn't see anything. Yeah. <laughs> so it's the Muppets literally like, you know, because they're, they're, they're puppets, right? right. You, you know, do 360. On, on one side of the street, you couldn't see anything. You just saw the back of the bus. Yeah, it sucks for the other side. Yeah, and you're like, oh, I can hear <laughs> things, but I have no idea what's going on on the other side of this bus. So. Well, that's good. Yeah. No, I didn't watch those videos because I don't care about the Muppets. Oh. Jeez. <laughs> That's a funny joke, Bev. <laughs> Sorry. I just knew that it would make you You're mad. the person at the end of this clip coughing. I am. <laughs> it totally does sound like Bev coughing. <laughs> All right, and finally, to wrap it up, everybody, we are here for our predictions for this year. Predictions for 2022. And we're going to go through and read our predictions from last year and whether or not they came true. Um, I will remind you guys that in 2020, uh, I predicted a a couple things that came true, and I don't remember what they are now. But uh, I have successfully done this, and you can too. So let's go ahead and start around with... Taryn, it'll be a lot easier if I just do that way. What were your predictions for last year? Did they come true? And what do you have for 2022? My predictions for 2021, so last year, was that Disney was going to bounce back so easily. By Q4, they were going to be doing better than they were prior to COVID. Uh, There was going to be such this huge demand. Everyone was going to be going to Disneyland and the movies and buying things online. And they were going to be seeing massive profits this year. Um, And to be 
to be totally honest, I have no idea if that came true or not because I you hear different things. I've I've heard that their stocks have plummeted, and then I hear that they're doing great. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I I think that's a sort of a gimme for you because they are operating at a reduced capacity. So on the one hand, you can't be better than you were when you were at full capacity. But um, they're but doing, I think, as best as they can. Well, that's what I said, though. I oh. said that they will be doing better than they would have been doing without COVID. Oh, yeah, that's. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Uh, and my predictions for this year, 2022. Um, I have a few. I think um, Genie Plus and Lightning Lane prices are going to de- decrease slightly. I think uh, reservations are going to magically become easier to get as there's more bad press about it. I think that they're just going to start opening up some of those reservations magically. I think, this is a big one, park ticket prices are not going to increase this year. I also think that we're going to get more concept art for the third gate at Disneyland, but no more details because nothing is going to happen. And finally, and I'm really hoping this one's true, I think we're going to see a Trader Sam's expansion at the Disneyland Hotel. Hmm. I'll give you one of those. I'll give you, I'll give you an applause button. Thanks. I call for applause. That's a good call. <laughs> uh, Bev, why don't you go ahead and go first, please? Or go next. Okay. Yeah. Uh, my prediction for 2020 was that the park would not open up until September at the earliest, which was incorrect. Wow. Imagine um, making that bad call. And that the park would not go back to full attendance. So I was halfway correct. Hmm. And my prediction for this year, and I have a couple also, but it's that Disney's going to recognize that they're kind of on fire, but not in the good way. And I think they're going to try to change their perception mm-hmm. with a lot of people. And I think that that's going to mean they're going to start charging. I think there's going to be a decrease in price for uh, G- Genie Plus. I also think they're going to change something and they're going to include a certain number of fast passes with every ticket. So you, with your ticket, you get three fast passes. That's just, it's included. That's what just they should kind have of done. Dip their toes in like, you want this? You want this? It's good, right? You should pay for the rest. Hmm. First one's free? Yeah, sort of. <laughs> I'll teach you how to really fly. Uh, Jeremy, predictions. Well, I have two. One, I predict the return of the dinner show at Fort Wilderness, the Hoop-de-Doo Review. There has not been tomorrow did not list that in one of in that lengthy list of things that were coming back, <laughs> like food. So I think that this is a gamble, but I'm willing to place my bets on it. I also think and this is where I will differ from Taryn. I think ticket prices will go up, particularly annual pass prices are going to go up this year. Uh, do you remember yours uh, from last year? Oh, sorry. Last That's year, right. it was the return of nighttime spectaculars. Hey! Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to high five yourself, Terrence. Last year is that we would see packed parks. Um, I didn't say full capacity, so I would say yes. I got <laughs> there you that go. One. That's a gimme. There you uh, go. I only have one prediction for this year, um, and it kind of goes along with something that Terrence said. Um, I think that they're going to release plans for the third gate, and it's going to be pretty detailed. And I'm going to go out on a limb here. I think we're going to love it. I think it's going to look absolutely amazing. It's going to look super immersive, and we're going to be absolutely stoked to see it. All right. That is out on a limb. Uh, my predictions uh, for uh, for last year uh, this would be Disneyland won't open until the end of Q3. 
So I uh, failed Same that. As Same as Bev. Failed that. Uh, they opened the beginning of Q2. And then I said, when it does open, Disneyland will hit capacity for 10 days in a row, minimum. Uh, and then uh, in my notes, I just wrote, I don't know, probably lol. I have no <laughs> idea, uh, like you, Taryn. I have no, I- no idea if that actually happened because it took into account the thought that there might be a reduced capacity. Um, so did they hit 25% in 10 days in a row? Probably. I don't know. Lol. Um, I, I love that you don't say LOL. You say it like the name Lowell. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, and then finally, news will finally break that Disney has been hiding COVID infections among its staff for months now. Uh, I mean, it, it sort of did. I mean, I don't know. While this news was making the rounds more between cast members on forums and Facebook groups, Disney was, in fact, asking people to come in regardless of positivity at one point, allegedly. That was in like some Facebook group messenger thing. So I don't really know if it was true, but I'm just going to say, yeah, why not? Um, the last one I picked from last year was Hall of Presidents gets a change, removing the tradition of the incumbent president being included in the show. Uh, failure. I, I failed on that. But my predictions for this year won't be this way. Number one, the Muppets will have a home at the D- Disneyland Resort once more. Maybe a ride, maybe a show, maybe some cool experience. I don't know, but it will happen. Uh, the Star Wars launch bay goes away in favor of something else, anything else. The history of the churro, I don't really care, but that schism <laughs> between Tomorrowland and Star Wars land can't really maintain another year, I don't think. And then third, ticket prices will not go up this year. They basically go up every year, but I think 2022 will settle down price-wise for like main gate tickets because I really do feel like Disney's hitting everybody with so many price increases I, I I think they're gonna just plateau for a bit this year and see and see what's going on. Wow, I'm surprised three of us said that. I thought I was gonna be um, out on my uh, out on your own, out on my limb. Mm. I'll do that. All right. Well, thank you, everybody. This has been the year in review for 2021, where the years up crew uh, basically you know gives weird opinions and uh, that probably will just be countered at the next show. This is basically how that's going to work. Another uh, one in the books. Another one in the books. I thought that was pretty good. Should we do news? Or no. Okay. I don't really feel like there's anything super important, really. Um, no, we're going on two hours over here. Yeah, yeah we're going on two hours. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that's probably right. It's probably pretty good, Jim. All right. Well, I think we did great, everybody. Give yourselves a round of applause if you made it this far through the show. Oh, you got it. I know, Kai, it. So, <laughs> yeah. Just send everyone, everyone down. take a seat. Everyone yeah, take a seat. Everyone take a fine. seat. Yeah, it's fine. Wait. Oh, oh dang. Yeah. What a mashup. <laughs> Are you the DJ they fired? <laughs> <laughs> I almost caught the beat on it. I don't know, man. Close. Anyway, thanks a lot, everybody, for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Um, next week, we should maybe have an in-depth. I don't know. Jared will talk about that. Uh, the week after, we're going to be interviewing the great Josh Freeze, who's been the drummer for the Vandals and the Offspring and a bunch of other bands. And he's going to be talking about his time growing up in Disneyland and with Stan Freeze, the director of the Disneyland band. As a dad, he's a big Disneyland freak. So if you got any questions, uh, I, mean, I don't know if he's a freak. I mean, I'm, he's a rock and roller, so I'm sure he is. But at some point, anyway, you get what I'm saying. Uh, if you have any questions for, for someone like that, let me know. You email them to me, and I'm happy to ask them on the show. 
Uh, thank you very much for tuning in. I really appreciate it. We have Supreme Resort shows to go listen to. You have Bantha Milk shows to go to listen to. You have Scraping the Vault shows to go listen to. So uh, check all those out, too. Um, again, thank you very much. And until next time. Oh, yeah. SpectralRadio.us. Also, do that, too, if you, you, know, if you want to. Uh, we'll see you in the parks. Only if you want to, Jeremy. He is up in depth. Did you say in depth? I did. I don't know. I maybe. Who cares? <laughs>